Hi, I'm Carly D. Tillery, and welcome to The Chair Chronicles. I'm your life coach and your favorite auntie. You know, that aunt that is so not afraid to tell you the truth and help you see things just a little clearer, and you love her advice. Well, as a certified life coach with over two decades of experience, I'm very passionate about helping you find your happiness. So pull up a chair and let's have a talk. Thank you for joining your life coach and your favorite auntie on The Chair Chronicles. This episode, we're gonna be focusing on, are you ready? We're gonna be talking about the difference between self-care and self-love. Self-care and self-love. What's the difference? Have you even thought about it? I was just asked not too long ago, I spoke to a group of women and we were talking about this very topic about self-love. And one of the things that I really wanted to express and I said, ah, let me not just give all the good stuff to them. So here it is. I wanted to be sure that I shared it with my entire audience. And that is a lot of times when we think about self-love, we automatically think about those things we do to take care of ourselves. So for women, if you ask about, do you really love yourself? They'd be like, yeah, I do this and I do that for myself. And a lot of those examples are, at least for women, some of the women that I know, going to the spa, going to uh, get their hair done, their nails done, things that would beautify their body. They may go on a shopping spree because everybody just loves a good shopping spree. And even now, Even during COVID times, shopping online is a big deal. (laughs) And it's so much easier to just hit click, click, click. So we got to be careful with that. But there are a lot of things that I know women do to take care of themselves. Um, And those are just a few examples. And for men, those things can be very different. In many cases, and this is just general terms, they are very physical in nature. And so a lot of the things that they do for self-care show up in the form of something that expresses their physicality, like going to the driving range or playing sports or working on a home project or working in the yard. I know my husband loves to work in the yard. That's his place. That's where he zones out and he's taking care of the lawn. He's taking care of the flowers. And that's just where he can find his kind of like place of uh, peace and comfort, right? That place that de-stresses him. And so there are a lot of different things that women and men do as part of self-care. Some of those things can be similar. Um, how many of my how many of my men followers, that those that are listening, and I really want you to comment and respond, how many of you do things in terms of grooming, right? Like going to get a pedicure. Some, uh, I think now it's kind of like reached a new, uh, um, how should I say it? Like we've come into a new place in the world where it's not strange now to see a man go into a salon to get a pedicure. They need their feet taken care of and sometimes just a little bit more than the ladies do. So I think it's really good to see men now like into grooming with the beards and the shapes, uh, the shape ups and they'll explore different hairstyles just like women do. And so maybe they want a new look and maybe that's something that they wanna do to kind of express some self-care. So self-care really 
is a wonderful thing. We all should do it. You all should find that thing that makes you feel like you're taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, taking care of your soul and your spirit. Meditation is good. Yoga, a lot of people will do that to just take care of themselves and put them uh, put themselves in a place where they can find some like rest. We're so busy. We are so busy in our day to day. Uh, even at home, working from home, working with the kids at home, taking care of the normal house routine. Everything now is just still very busy, even though during COVID times, we're not even able to kind of go out and about as much as we had pre-COVID. So things are still busy. Life is still happening. And so we still have to find that way that we can take care of ourselves. I know men like to golf, men like to go to uh, different sporting events, so they may do that with uh, their friends and share that with them, or just go out and uh, just hang out for a little bit. So we all have ways of taking care of ourselves, hopefully. And if not, this is important, so hopefully, you are finding ways to take care of yourself because it absolutely is important. But I don't want you to get that confused with self-love because self-love is something very different from self-care. And we need to do both, but I want to make sure that self-love is almost more of a priority than self-care. Because if, you, if you're loving on yourself, then you absolutely will find those opportunities to care for yourself, all right? So we're gonna dive into a little bit um, deeper on the difference between self-love and self-care. So I wanted, so one of the things that I brought up to the women, and it's not just exclusive for women, but how many of you are comfortable with taking a selfie or looking at yourself in the mirror or having someone take a photo of you? And so many times, we look at it, you know, we gotta get that right angle and the lighting's gotta be perfect. And then we look at it and we delete it and we try another shot or another angle or someone's taking our photo, we're like, let me see, let me see first. Because we're so self-conscious a lot of times about our image, about how we look, how we present ourselves. And some of us are to the extreme than others, but I think most people, love to make sure that the representation of themselves, at least in a still photo, looks good. <laughs> I know I am one of those, like, I do want to kind of see what it looks like. You know, if you got the hair strand out of place or if something is uh, marked on your face and you need to like fix it. So yeah, so I think a lot of people uh, oftentimes want to make sure that I still, if look, if it's going to be still, then, and you can hold on to it and see it forever, then you want to make sure that it looks well and that it represents you the way you want to. And sometimes the things we focused on are so minor and someone else might like, oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. But we know things that we feel uncomfortable with about our face or about our bodies or about a certain profiles. I absolutely have a profile. It's so funny because my husband, if he and I are ever taking a photo together, I have to be on a certain side because I like my left side. I don't like the right side for whatever reason. But anyway, I'll get over it. I'm getting better. I'm working on self just like all of us. 
So a lot of times we are very focused sometimes on the physical appearance of how we look. But we need to work on the inside just as much as we are focused on the outside. And a lot of that self-care usually is focused on the outside. Not to say that some of that is not internal, but if you ask someone, what do they do for self-care? How do they take care of themselves? I bet you nine times out of 10, most of the things that they're gonna talk about will be something that has to do with the outside. It won't be the meditation or the yoga. That might be included, but one of the first things they might say is going to the spa or it might be having some alone time to do, um, to do something uninterrupted. So yeah, I think a lot of times we do focus on the outside, the physical. But the self-love really is about a state of appreciation for yourself. It is the state of appreciation for yourself. And it grows from different actions and it grows from really supporting your physical, your psychological, and your spiritual growth. These are things that you really can't touch. These are things that are not tangible. These are the intangible things about ourselves oftentimes that we need to focus on and appreciate. And appreciate. It's, it's like having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. This is not about something you necessarily do or, or, or express outwardly. Again, the self-love really has a lot to do with what's on the inside. So that's heavy because it's very different from self-care. So taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being. It's not about pleasing others. It's about appreciating yourself, your mind, your perspective, who you are, and not settling for less than you deserve. How many of you have settled? At one point or another, have settled and felt like, oh my gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I had wanted more. I wish I had strived for more for myself. Yeah. Self-love, it can be such a heavy um, topic because a lot of times we don't want to think inwardly. We want to just focus on the thing that's on the outside because that's what everybody sees without really understanding that we really illuminate on the outside what's on the inside. And we try to mask it. I mean, we do. I think men and women alike both try to mask and cover up things that are going on the inside, but usually we fail at it. If you have someone who's close to you or people that know you really well, they can tell when something is off. They can tell when you're not like in it, you know, like when you're not connected. You may look good on the outside, physically you may be in shape, you may have, uh, you may have a beautiful aesthetic to you on the outside, but on the inside, there's something that still comes out of you. And it's like, hmm, yeah, you're kind of off today. What's going on? So yeah, I think we really, really, I really want you to start to focus on self-love, that appreciation for yourself, all right? Now, self-love can, again, be expressed in different ways. But what I want to talk about is, why is it so hard to appreciate yourself? Why? 
It is a struggle for so many people to really look in the mirror and love what they see in their authentic, raw state. Before you cover it up with stuff, before you put the creams and the lotions and the makeup, or before you shape up the beard and trim the mustache. Yes, why is it so hard? So from talking with different people, again, because you know I interact with so many different people, I absolutely love studying like people and human behavior and their perspectives. And so what I've learned over the years is that people struggle with loving themselves because one, of past experiences. Sometimes things that have happened to us in the past hold us back. It could be some type of pain we encountered, some type of abuse, neglect, some type of rejection. And in many cases, it could be from something during our childhood that some little boy or some little girl said about us or didn't say about us. And then we have taken that on into our adulthood. Now, isn't that crazy? To have something that you experience in the second grade or in the fourth grade still affect you to the point where you have a hard time accepting like the way you look, the gap in your teeth, the gap in your mouth. Or it could be uh, the way you hold your head because you know, kids are not always, you know, they're trying to be funny and they want a lot of attention, but sometimes kids say things that are hurtful. And I know bullying is a big thing, but I'm talking even some of the lighter, the lighter kind of conversations and things that happen when children are at play. And, you know, being the last one picked for, you know, to be in a race on a team, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to be the last one, but sometimes that can affect you into your adulthood because you wasn't picked first. So like, then you start to say, well, what's wrong with me? What, you know, why don't people want to sit with me in the, in the uh, lunchroom? You know, why am I always in the corner by myself and no one wants to be with me? Sometimes those things have a long lasting effect into our adulthood. So past experiences, it could come from something very innocent during your childhood, or it could be something very traumatic. It could have been some type of physical abuse in the home. It could have been some type of emotional abuse at school that has taken place. It could be just trying to get and win the attention of someone and not having them give that back to you that makes you feel like something is going on. So past experience sometimes can influence how you see yourself and how you receive yourself. Mm. <laughs> yes how you see yourself, and how you receive yourself. Past mistakes, that's number two. Past mistakes can absolutely impact your ability to love yourself because you're constantly beating yourself up for some decision that you made and you didn't like the outcome. How many of you made some decisions that you wish you could take back? That you wish you could go back in time and say, I would do that so differently if you had that opportunity. But you know, we live life, we, we're gonna make mistakes, but sometimes those mistakes can absolutely cause us not to love ourselves. I have worked with people who have been incarcerated and sometimes they 
absolutely hold their future hostage because they're constantly thinking about what they did to sort of get them in that place. In some cases, some people have caused their actions and that's the consequence, consequence and others may not have, but still found themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time subject to that. And so for those who are incarcerated, self-care cannot be the same thing as self-love. They don't have that opportunity to go to the spa and to go to the driving range and to do different things and to go shopping and all of these other things that we do for self-care that we call self-care, right? They don't have that opportunity. So it's gotta be deeper than that. We have to learn how to provide ourselves the opportunity to love ourselves. And, and those types of things cannot define it because there's so many people who are homeless, who don't have money, but they absolutely can still love themselves. So past mistakes, past experiences, are some of those things that can prevent us from loving ourselves. Also depression. Now I know depression usually is the result of something, but in many cases, the, 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 the state of depression really drains the ability for that individual to have the right perspective on life and to have the right outlook on life because they come paralyzed by their emotion, by their, uh, their mental state and capacity. So depression can be caused from a loss of a job, loss of a loved one, so many different things. Not feeling like you're in the right place at the right time in your life because you thought you would have been further along. Those things can bring you into a state of depression if you're not careful. And that state of depression can absolutely uh, skew who you are, skew the perspective of who you are, and put you in a place where you're not loving yourself, which I believe is so important that we do. So we've talked about past experiences, past mistakes, and depression, and I've got two more for you. Another one is just self-acceptance. I mean, the very definition of self-love is accepting who you are. And when we don't have that ability to do that, when we don't like what we see, when we don't like how we feel, uh, when we are very concerned about other perceptions and not our own, when we put more value in what someone else thinks versus how we see ourselves, yeah, that can cause us not to love ourselves. And the fifth one is a lack of love. There's some children that grow up without seeing what love really is and, and understanding how to give it and receive it. Kids that are tossed from home to home feel like that instability is not giving them the idea and the perspective that they're loved. Because if they were loved, then why are they being shifted from home to home? And so we've got a lot of work to do to kind of combat past experiences, past mistakes, depression, self-acceptance, and lack of love. All right? So those are the five things that can make it difficult for us to love ourselves. Okay, so now we've gone through all of that. So how do I do it? We understand some of those common things 
that hold us back from loving ourselves. So what can we do to absolutely love ourselves? And it's very simple. The first one is forgive yourself. It is so difficult for us to forgive ourselves sometimes because of those past experiences and past mistakes. Because a lot of times we take on the guilt and the shame and we reflect that on us. Now, I'm not trying to take away the truth and ownership of, of putting ourselves in certain situations that yes, there are absolutely some situations where we have caused some things. Let's just be honest. I don't wanna just glorify this without being honest that there are sometimes we do it to ourselves, but you still have to work on forgiving yourself. We can sometimes forgive others. Some of us struggle with forgiveness, but some of us don't struggle as much with other people as we do with ourselves. We beat ourselves up so much that we make it very difficult for us to move forward and have that acceptance because it's like, how can I accept myself when I know I, I caused this? But in order to really move forward and to kind of go through that journey of forward progression, you've got to get to the point where you stop holding yourself hostage to a previous mistake. It doesn't mean you don't have to do the work. It doesn't mean that you don't have to have accountability. But what it does mean is that in order to have accountability and to go through the work and to go through that process, that you, you do have to get to the point where you forgive yourself so that you can then move forward. Learn your lessons. Learn how to maneuver better. Learn how to make better decisions and better choices. But at some point, you have to forgive yourself. It's a part of the process and it's a part of that work. All right? Forgive yourself. The second one, validate yourself. We so many times are looking for other people to validate who we are and our worth and our value. Mm. We've got to learn how to give that to ourselves, to validate who we are as an individual, to validate our mind, to validate our thoughts, to validate our perspectives. We have to validate our own life first so that others can start to validate it. And that's, that's irrelevant at the end of the day. But it does need to come from you first. It does need to come from you first. Some children grow up without their parents, their mom or their dad or their auntie or their grandparents validating who they are. Validating that you are your own individual and that you, can, that you, are, you are enough just the way you are. And that doesn't mean don't get better. It doesn't mean don't sharpen yourself. It doesn't mean don't improve who you are. But what it does mean is that I see you and that you have some type of worth and value all on your own. It's not contingent upon something else. It's not contingent what you do for me or what you give me. So yeah, we've got to learn how to validate ourselves. And so often we grow up looking for someone to validate us. We're looking for someone to see us. But do you see yourself? Do you see what you have to offer? Do you see what you have to give? Because when you can see that, then you can validate that within yourself without it being required for someone else to validate you. Doesn't mean that someone else won't validate you, but it's not necessarily needed because you validated yourself. That's the best way to give yourself love. Forgive yourself and validate yourself. And I got one more. You ready? 
And this goes back to purpose and passion. And those of you who follow me all the time, you know I talk about this all the time. You gotta know your purpose because that allows you to connect to something that's greater than who you are. And when you discover it, embody it, and love your purpose, that allows you to accept who you are because you know your worth, you know your value. It makes it easy to validate yourself because it's connected to your existence. So when you understand who you are, understand why you are here, that empowers you, it empowers you to love yourself unapologetically. You can do it with an attitude, unapologetically. Okay, I know men are not gonna do that like that. But for you women out there who can do it with an attitude like that, men will be strong, they will be uh, boastful, they will do it without um, without being conceited, but they can walk in their authority and walk in the power of who they are because they forgive themselves, they validate themselves, and they understand and they embody their purpose. Mm, that was good. <laughs> That is how you do your very best in loving yourself. You forgive yourself, validate yourself, and you discover and embody and embrace and love on your purpose, the reason why you're here. Everything ties back all the time to your purpose. That self-love and that self-care because you know there's a reason why you're here. There's something that you have to fulfill. There's something that you have to embrace about who you are and about why you're here and the strength and the beauty of who you are. So yes, we need to take care of ourselves, but more importantly, we need to love ourselves. And when we love ourselves, it makes it so much easy to care for ourselves. But don't just take care of yourself without loving yourself. Big difference, big difference. So I hope that you have taken good notes on this because we need to move forward as a people, as a, as a body, we need to move forward with loving ourselves so that we can be the greatest examples of that and so that others who are watching us, because I believe everybody has an influential circle, I want you as influencers to be able to shed light on what it means to give self-love the forgiveness, the validation, and fulfilling purpose. All right, that's enough for today. <laughs> I want you to really stew on this. I want you to take this all in. I want you to provide your comments. I love when you reach out to me. I, re I, I receive different messages from people that are listening to these episodes. So thank you so much for showing me so much love. And I want you to stay tuned and stay connected on The Chair Chronicles.